Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Franchise Bible Radio Show broadcast with Rick and Rob. I wanted to say hello and, and let you know we're in week four of the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. And uh, we're happy to have a guest with us today, uh, Samantha Lynn. And I wanted to introduce her. She is the Vice President of Marketing at Premium Service Brands. And she is also the Executive Director at Kids Lift. And we want to talk a little bit more to her today about Kids Lift and Premium Service Brands and how they're impacting communities across the country. How are you doing, Samantha? It's nice to have you on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. You, you bet. And it's great. It's very interesting and love to talk about this topic, uh, having kids myself and uh, school age kids. And so it's a great topic to talk about. And so I wanted to, before we get started, tell us a little bit about premium service brands and how you guys serve folks and how that all, how that yeah. So Premium Service Brands is a, franch a home services franchisor in, in North America. So we have locations both in the United States and in Canada. We have six home services brands. So the idea is that each brand offers a different service, but to the same end user. 360 Painting, Prolift Garage Doors, Made Right, Handyman Pro, Kitchen Wise, and our newest acquisition, Renew Crew. Wow. So that keeps you pretty busy, I guess, on the marketing side of things? Oh, you know, I don't have that much to go on. I'm, I'm so busy that I decided to also work on our nonprofit, you know? Exactly, exactly. Which is part of marketing, right? We want to we make an impact in the world. Yeah, we like to think of it as, first of all, we're always motivated by the fact that we're part of communities. The great thing about being a franchisee is that you're a locally owned and operated business. So being part of the community is important, but it's also important to create brand loyalty. People are more willing to turn to you and to encourage their friends and family to use your service if they know that you're also part and giving back to the community. Exactly, exactly. I think it's the right combination for a, a, a franchise model where, you, like you said, you have local representation and a, and a national brand behind you. So with Kids Lift, tell us a little bit about the, the origin of that, how you became the executive director. A little, a little yeah. Story. yeah. So it's a really cool origin story because it came about from a need. The local elementary school where Paul Flick, who's the CEO of Premium Service Brands, his, both his kids went there and now his son is a fifth grader there. They reached out to Paul because they were having issues with kids over the weekend who weren't getting enough food. So kids who are in the free and reduced lunch program in the public schools all over the United States, that means that they might not get enough food at home. They suffer from food instability. Their parents just may not be able to provide the food and the right food that they need. They often rely on schools for their lunches and sometimes breakfast and even dinner. So when school isn't in session during the weekends, primarily, they may not be getting enough or the right stuff to eat. So <clears throat> the social worker at the school reached out to Paul and asked if he would be able to provide food for these kids over the weekends. And I actually have a background in social services. I worked um, with refugees. I've worked with underprivileged youth um, in my past life. Wow. So Paul thought that I would be interested 
And so I did a little bit of research. I, I reached out to several different food banks all over the country to kind of get a sense because, you know, there's, these programs exist of what are the best kinds of foods. And the advice that we got was to find high impact nutritional food, food that kids will actually want to eat because it, even if it's healthy, it doesn't mean they'll eat it, but also food that the kids themselves can make because sometimes their parents are working, they're not at home, they're not able to do that. So we came up with a menu that was snacks and drink and breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two days. Uh, and we deli- we pack those up every Friday and we deliver them. There's about 10 or 12 of the kids who are in the program and we deliver it. And the important thing is that it's every single week. So one of the issues that we're trying to address here is food instability is not just when you're not getting enough food. It means you don't know where your next meal is coming from. So if you are a 10 year old trying to study Maslow's hierarchy of needs, studying is much lower if you're worried or scared or hungry, right? So we think that our contribution is the fact that this is one of our programs, but it's our founding program. And it was us making a commitment to be there. And this is the second year of the program where we've provided food every single week. So these kids can relax and can focus on being kids. Right, right. And I loved what you said about right food a couple times, right? And then your thought about, you know, but it has to be something the kids will eat. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Up, I, spent, I spent a lot of time on like uh, mommy blogs, you know, like mm-hmm. looking up like, because, you know, moms will often share like, well, this is a great packageable food and the sugar content is lower than you'd think. So. Yeah, yeah, no, right. Exactly. And the kids actually like it. So that's that's right. And then so and you made another really important point about kids staying focused and not having that on their on their mind. And I think that's just an amazing, amazing thing, because ultimately, if they're not learning, then they're not becoming better people. We, we need we need better people in a better country. Right. As yeah. it all starts with our kids and, and yeah. as parents, I know and I'm, I'm raising kids at school age now. And as a parent, I'm constantly investing and wanting to invest in my kids. But boy, do I have to rely on the schools and and, you know, and it's just, if you're in a situation where that's tough, that's really extra hard, right? So it's yeah. nice to have these programs. But I, you know, I was um, learning a little bit more. I know you guys uh, were awarded, uh, given a pretty early award, given the, the age of your nonprofit. Tell us yeah. about, about that. Well, so we were actually given the newcomer award. So it was because of our age, well, not just because of our age, but because of how much we were able to do within just the first year of our operations. So it uh, it was called the newcomer award. Uh, The franchising gives back association gave it to us in October. Um, So it just recognized the fact that we had this unique program, but had already done so much in just a year. I do want to mention since that, since that time, we've expanded to three other projects. So one of the things that we do is we also provide snacks for the kids um, in this one specific school district. Uh, We donate over 5,000 snacks a month. uh, And that's because the same kids who are on these free and reduced lunch programs, they can't focus if they've had lunch at 1030 or 11. They actually have lunch really early and then they don't go home until four. So they get hungry, but they don't have the snacks. So we've done that. We've also done a back to school backpack drive to provide uh, school supplies for the same kids. And then um, we've also done a food drive, like a shelf-stable food drive for winter break. Because as I mentioned earlier, when school isn't in session, kids may not be eating. So Mm -hmm. a long period of time when school is not in session, we provided for. And those last two projects, we actually worked with owners, uh, franchise owners all around the country 
to um, to run that same project for their own school districts. Yeah, that's interesting. I was just going to ask that. So with the with the particular franchisees or the various brands, um, how does that work with this program? Is, is it um, I mean, is there any particular strategy with it? Are all the brands uh, eligible to participate in it? I mean, how are they how are they approaching yeah. it? Well, for us, it's an, it's an exciting way to get all of the owners involved in a nonprofit that they really all have a, a, a stake in. Right. So all brands are eligible. I've worked with almost all the brands. We just want owners to be in business for about a year before they get started, just because there's so much going on during your launch year. Um, so we started small because uh, the idea is that I do all, well, here, let me back up. The idea is that everybody, of course, wants to give back, but the barrier to giving back is time and the expertise and the effort when you're also trying to run a business. So the kind of model behind Kids Lift is I do all of the groundwork. I contact the schools. I put together the project. I figure out the way that they're going to donate and when they're going to donate. And then I package it all up and I give it to the owner. And then we all do the project on the same day. Wow. You know what? Uh, we, we talk to franchise brands all the time. And I just think this is such a cool idea for a franchisee to be able to take advantage of um, from a marketing standpoint, right? Yeah. And, and, and we talk a lot about, uh, what do we call it? An industry contact route. It's um, just a strategy most franchisees follow to introduce themselves to other businesses and how can we work together and help each other. But this is, a, and, and I will say, that that particular approach is hard, right? It's hard for a lot of people to participate in and want to get behind and just seems like everyday sort of business marketing stuff. But when you infuse it with something that's so powerful that we all care about, right? Our kids. And, and you can, you know, that's just a motivator for the franchisee to want to do it and get out there and you get pretty much teeing it up, giving it to them on a silver platter. All they got to do is do the legwork, which I think is amazing. Um, so tell me a little bit about, is there any particular franchisees or any particular communities where you have some stories or just something to share? Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you that every single owner we've worked with, and we've worked with eight different ones, and we're expanding to do more in our newest project that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But every single owner sends me these photos of them with in front of bags and bags and bags of food or show, you know, photos of them with the school administration behind them as they're donating the food. It's awesome. Specifically, there's this one couple, Brian and Roxanne Conrad, who are own 360 painting of Naperville. And they have a little bit of an interesting, a little bit of a different story. I called their school district for the, we were going to do a a food drive for them during the winter break. And the administrator and I, we've talked quite a bit about what the school needs. And she was like, you know what? We actually don't need food over winter break. We need snacks. We need snacks to keep the kids in school. Uh, she in class, she was telling me that kids will actually go to the nurse's office complaining of stomach aches. And what it really is, is just hunger. So, and this school district in particular has a really high, like 20% of the kids are in homeless or um, like housing insecure situations. So they really need this. So I talked with Brian and Roxanne, we adapted the project to fit exactly what the school district needed. And Brian and Roxanne they reached out to their local, they, they've lived in Naperville for a long time. They know a lot of people. They reached out to other family and friends, to colleagues. And then they also did the project, which was standing in front of a Walmart and basically asking for snack donations. And they donated 2,000 snacks just from reaching out to their, reaching out to their community. 
Um, so that was, I mean, it's amazing to think like those are 2000 kids that are going to be able to go and get a snack and stay focused in class. I love their story because I think it really demonstrates that Kids Lift is working directly with the community. So it's not just like a one size fits all. We're trying to say like, hey, do you need this? And how can we fill a need for you? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You're making it relevant, making it uh, make sense. And and so you're saying a lot of interesting things in that, that whole answer that just trigger all kinds of bells in my head as a marketer. And I'm thinking, so how do you then infuse this back other than just doing it it's is great yeah. great exposure and great feeling and everybody loves doing it and then you're hearing about the brand over and over again right so that's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward but tell me more you're a pretty advanced marketer you're a pretty innovative person so tell me like how do you use these stories or these mm-hmm. events and help that franchisee move their business forward as well yeah So we do it in a couple of different ways. As a marketer, I'm always thinking about how many different touch points can we get in. So I think first and foremost, we work work with local press. Um, And I mean, it's a great story about a local business giving back. And because it's really personal, they're giving back to the school district. We've gotten great traction. Brian and Roxanne have been interviewed on local TV. They've gotten several local newspapers to do write-ups on them which, you know, helps with not just exposure, but they've gotten backlinking from pretty important, like the Chicago Herald had as as a Naperville section. They got a backlink from that, which is great. So that's on the digital side and kind of, I would say the primary aspect. The other thing that we do is we're just putting owners in front of their neighbors by having them go to local grocery stores. And people are way more willing to go inside and buy a $5 pack of goldfish than they are to give $5. So Brian and Roxanne are able to be out there, uh, talk to folks about who, like what Kids Lift is. There's branded, you know, branded tablecloths. And then there's also takeaways. So when someone comes up and donates, we were handing out um, reusable tote bags as well as uh, hand sanitizer, which has come in really handy recently. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so lots of different touch points. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you, you just teed up a perfect segue. Um, so we're, we're both uh, in this interesting time. This is uh, 2020, early 2020, April, and we're in lockdown from COVID-19. Um, obviously, this has impacted uh, your, your brands. It's in fact impacted your company and your, this nonprofit organization, typical operations, right? But like with most folks we're interviewing, there's all these great stories of innovation. And most brands, you're ahead of the curve, Right. A lot of brands are now saying, well, with this whole impact, we should do something charitable. And so we had a very interesting uh, story about a brand donating meals to healthcare workers, right? And so it was a, a nice mm-hmm. way to reach out and do the same exact thing. Get, you get more exposure. And it's, a, it's a good thing to do, and it's what we need to do right now. So yeah, with, yeah. This, with this impact, though, tell me how it's impacted. First, we'll talk with, about Kids Lift. How how does that sort of impact your, your vision and your next steps for what you normally yeah. would be doing? Well, so we actually originally had a day of service planned. So because our projects have been kind of focused and we haven't been able to work with as many owners, we were going to do a day of service where every owner goes out on the same day and they, you know, they, we all work in our communities and then it's a brand, it's a, it's a company wide, everybody does it. Of course we couldn't do that because of the restrictions. So I was actually stumped for a while. I, I kind of thought like, we'll have to just put his lift on hold, da, 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 da. And then um, I, was, I was actually really inspired. So the, 
on the marketing side for PSB, we started doing free virtual estimates. And I was like, wait a minute, we could also do a virtual food drive. Um, Amazon wishlist makes it all possible. So we have set up this Amazon wishlist where anyone all over the country can go on and buy the same stuff, the same stuff we put in the backpacks every weekend. They can buy those plus diapers because diapers are really needed right now. And then we'll distribute to families um, and kids who need the food the most right now. We recognize that school is not in session. As we've been saying, school is not in session. So kids who aren't in school don't have access to a steady food source and their families potentially wage workers are really suffering right now. So there's an extra need and it just made sense for us to go virtual on both the business side and on the charity side. Wow. That is really cool. That is really cool. And so what are the early, tell me a little bit about what's happening with that early on. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. So we just started, but we've already been able to feed uh, 250 families. I just got an update that another 50 families received food from, um, from our, from our virtual food drive. So, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but like, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Well, you could tell you're a natural at, at marketing and marketing in this way, right? Social marketing, if you will. And I think that's the future too. So many, so many brands are, are doing things anyway. And you guys were way ahead. Like I said, now with the COVID, you're taking it up a notch. And that's just amazing to hear. So if you had to, uh, you're a VP of marketing, right? So you have obviously... Um, you understand this, the straight business world and marketing, but you know, you're at a franchise, not only a, a brand, but several brands, right? If you had some tips to share with other brands that are going through this change and this challenge of the same thing, and let me just share one thing. We had an interview with um, uh, uh, the editor in chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And one of the things he shared with me stuck with me and I, I bring it up a lot. And that is before the outbreak, before the lockdown, all businesses had value to provide, right? Mm -hmm. and if you think about the value you provide your community, how can you adapt it but still deliver value, right? You still have resources. And so you see that many businesses are using resources in different ways, but still serving and providing value. So if you were to give some tips or some ideas to other VPs of marketing, other leaders in the franchise space with how they might be innovative and, and serve the community this way. But yet, while you're doing it, you're doing an amazing marketing campaign at the same time because you're, you're reaching out to audiences that never knew about you, right? And you're doing good work and that's what they'll remember, hopefully in the months to come when things kick back into gear, right? Yeah. Tell yeah. me, what are your thoughts there? Well, first of all, I'd say I was in a room full of giants and I'd be happy to share my, my, my tips and I hope they'd appreciate it. But um, I think I've always approached marketing from the perspective that, especially franchise marketing, our strength is that we are locally owned and operated businesses. That is, it's wonderful to be, to have that with the backing and the training of a larger corporation, right? And I think now more than ever, there is an opportunity and goodwill toward locally owned and operated businesses. So we've encouraged our own owners, not just to utilize their client lists to kind of spread the word about our donation campaign, but also to spread the word about any good that's going on in your community. Because to be a conduit of good, 
is generating and then retaining, I would say, that goodwill. So we've told them to contact other charities and, you know, blast out their stories on their Facebook or on their Instagram as well. It all has to be digital, but people are spending more time online because they're bored. So do it, you know? Um, Yeah, I just, I feel like the goodwill is there for local businesses and all it takes is to be engaged with your local business in any way that you can. Whether it's, we had an owner whose wife sewed hundreds of face masks. I was like, that's it, that's it, you know? That's the point of being a local business owner is so that you can be part of your local community. That's right. That's amazing. Wow. So tell me, um, and and we're going to go ahead and wrap up and feel free to share any last thoughts. Um, But also, how do you you think this affects franchise development for the brands and and the the overall growth as you, you approach the coming years here? Yeah. How do you think this this particular event of COVID-19 will impact all that? I think it demonstrates most clearly the ability to pivot and be creative in a business, in in a hostile environment. And that, I think, is the true worth of a business, is if you're able to adapt to meet the changing needs of your clients. And that's exactly what PSB has done. I feel very proud to be part of this company because we've pivoted not just on a client perspective, but also on our charitable perspective, recognizing that we cannot succeed if we're not bringing our communities with us. I think that's a huge strength is that we didn't miss a day and we moved immediately to virtual estimates, virtual food drive, and we didn't just do one, we did them together. Exactly. Now, and, and, and what we've been hearing, and, and I, as I said, everybody is, is moving in this direction because they're, they're forced to be innovative and creative, and, but the goodwill will last forever. What you do now will last in the minds of your community for many years to come, really. And that's the opportunity that I think we all have as brand ambassadors, brand owners, business owners, entrepreneurs is, is to do that. And realize, stay busy, stay focused, take, you know, focus on serving your community, and that'll stay in the minds of them. I do want to say that it's not just, though, goodwill for the community. It's also a part of being a staff member or a franchise owner of premium service brands. There's a lot of pride and there's a lot of pride in being able to say this is what our company, our nonprofit is doing. Exactly. What an amazing opportunity. As I said, you're well ahead of the curve to even put that in place to have for your brands and your franchisees. So that's an amazing story. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank the listeners for uh, tuning in. Um, I want to wrap up Franchise Bible Coach Radio for this week. And and again, thank you, Samantha, for being with us. I want to thank our sponsor, SEO Samba, for their efforts to make this possible. And bye for now.